brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. All right, we are ready to do this. Episode 56. I can't even believe it. Every single subsequent episode that we, we, we go on, I'm more and more shocked that at how long we've been fucking doing this. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I, this is, I doubt it. I'm your host, Jesse Dollimore, the surprised Jesse Dollimore. Sitting across from me, mockingly, is Brittany Page. I'm not mocking you. Yeah, you are. You know what I'm wondering, though, is how long we're going to count the episodes. You know, episode 56, episode 57. Eventually, we're going to get to, you know, 10 million. And T- it- 10, 10 million. Yeah, right? and it's going to be hard to count. Well, you are fucking terrible at math. And it won't be hard to count because it'll be episode 10 million, 256,412. If I doubt it with Dollamore. That was impressive. <laughs> It's what was that number again? 10,257,212. Fuck, I don't know. Probably yeah, I don't not. think that was the what same. What is this, Will, Will Hunting, where he <laughs> names his brothers? <laughs> yes. So, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. As always, we appreciate you joining us twice weekly for this dose of news. News. And ridiculous comment. Uh, I, I, I introduced you at the top of the show, at the top of the show, five seconds ago, uh, as the mocking Brittany Page because of how terrible you have been to me this last week when you watch me watch TV. Oh, please. It's one of my, it's one of the most enjoyable experiences watching you watch TV. Yeah, it's a bummer for me because it makes me self-conscious of... What fucking faces I'm making. Right. So this how... is what this is what he does. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get right into this. Okay. And I think it's pretty common what you do, but I don't think it's as common the rate with which you do it because it's almost continuous. Or, or the intensity. Yeah, probably that too. So Jesse mirrors what's happening on TV with his face. So for example, if someone is smiling, you know, widely and they're nodding their head he'll start smiling and nodding his head and <laughs> it's just hilarious to watch i need to record it one of these days no absolutely not no i definitely do i definitely do well to my in my defense i i loves my tvs <laughs> i love my programs i get into the story and the characters and the acting and when they emote, and you know, maybe I'm just thinking of this now. Maybe this is uh, 
maybe this is a, a symptom of my many, many years in sales where they teach you to come kind of mimic the person with whom you're dealing. Huh. Like that's you, interesting. You mimic their body language and stuff. Maybe, maybe it's something like that. I don't fucking know, but maybe it's something like that. Right. But goddamn, it's, I'm not. <laughs> I do when you catch me when I look over and you're just grinning ear to ear, <laughs> like just so happy that you've caught me doing it. And creepily, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I I do. I, I will immediately know that I what I was just doing. Yeah. And it it's involuntary. It's kind of like if you've ever fed a spoon fed a baby. Yeah, and they open their mouth when you open your mouth. You open your mouth while you're sticking the spoon into theirs. It's it's. And I'm one of those, I do that all the time, or I don't feed babies all the time, but anytime <laughs> I've ever fed a baby, you know, my part-time job down at the daycare center, uh, whenever I've fed a baby, I'm one of those that opens his mouth while the baby is opening his or hers. Yeah. So. You just go around feeding random babies. I try. Hey, can I feed your baby? We don't have a baby here. Oh, all right. On to the next house. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why I called you the mocking Brittany Page. Well, sorry. Someone has to do it. So let's let's move on to uh, some follow up after shitting on me. Let's let's move on to our call from this week. We got a call from what might soon be a regular caller to the show, and Todd wanted to share his own parking story. Hello, this is Todd. Hey, so funny parking story for me. So the gym where I work out, the parking spaces are a little smaller than normal. And so one day, and at the time, I owned I owned an OC bro truck for sure. Anyways, I had a big jacked-up four-wheel drive pickup truck, big tires, lift kits. I mean, the whole thing. Beautiful truck. But anyways, I, I pulled in to work out, and I was in a hurry, and I had been I was running late. And so when I pulled into the stall, I knew that I had parked a little close, you know, to the to the, the rig that was on my passenger side, but I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm in a hurry, and it's a small space, and I'm sure it'll be fine, and, and I, I just didn't really give a shit, so I pulled in, and I parked. I come out of the gym, and there's a note on my rig, and I thought, oh, shit, so I pulled the note off, and the note says, you fucking turd. It says, why don't you try and park just a little closer next time? This is inconsiderate asshole. And at the time, I was like, fucking fuck and so instantly i look at the car next to me and i'm thinking all right i'm fucking figure out who this is and then the more i thought about it the more i thought you know what i'm in the fucking wrong and so when i finally did find the guy he was getting out of his rig and you know i ran over there to talk to him and i was just like fuck. and he this guy wasn't a big guy this guy was like a 55 year old man and when i confronted him about it he was like he, he turned and looked at me, and he was a little, you could tell he was a little taken back, like, oh, shit, how's this going to go down? But I instantly apologized to him and said, look, you're totally right. It was inconsiderate of me. I was out of line. But that note was a life lesson for me. So I, I don't think, you know, I think anybody, you know, you see somebody parking wrong, I think you should take the time because it, it was definitely a learning experience for me and something that I still remember. And this happened, I don't know, eight years ago. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. Well, a couple things. One, I well, let me get to that that, that first point. I was just going to say second. Um, one, if someone just parks a little close, 
I think it's a little bit over the top to leave a note. Yeah, maybe a little. The note that I left that I talked about last episode. And that we put on the Facebook page. Right, and we absolutely we put it on the Facebook page, so go check it out. Um, he had taken up four separate open spots with his giant OC Bro truck. Right. And I also, we posted the text message that he left me, a screenshot of it. And I looked up the area code, and he's not an OC bro, he's a Stockton bro. <laughs> it's a 209 area code, so. Um, but the second thing I want to talk about is, it, it, it goes to the caller's maturity that, I mean, you're, of course, as, you know, a testosterone-driven man, that you've been challenged, and you're gonna, you're pissed off now. I think that's totally natural, but what's great is his higher his higher self took over, understanding, ah, fuck, you know, I'm in the wrong here. Yeah. And then tracking the guy down, it, it's a big move. It's it's a It takes a big person to find the person and say, hey, you know, you're right. Totally wrong. Very sorry. I'm sure that it was a life lesson for him, but I also think it was probably a life lesson for the guy who left the note, you know, that, wow. And not even that, oh, see, next time I'll leave a note too. Probably like, wow, this guy was awesome. Maybe I shouldn't snap, jump to judgment and write shitty notes on people's cars just because they parked a little close because he obviously wasn't being a malicious dick about it. Oh, I was going to say that maybe this story is going to reinforce that behavior where people are going to hear it and go, oh, leaving notes solves problems and we're going to leave notes for everybody. Well, I th no, I, I wouldn't admonish people not to leave notes, but I would I would just say that um, when someone leaves a note for you, analyze like Todd did, analyze and say, was I wrong? And if you were own it yeah take, take your lumps and and move on and use it as a learning experience i've often talked about in fact when i was on that show sounds like an earful and we talked about the different you know fights that i've been in and all the different things that have happened i've taken a lot of different learn shitty things that have happened whether they be fights or whatever mistakes that i've made in my life and i've i've turned them into learning experiences because Continuing to do something stupid over and over and over is ridiculous. Right. If you are are smart enough and higher-minded enough to think about it and correct that behavior, then that's what being human <laughs> is all about. So Right. So good good job, Todd. <laughs> yes, good job, Todd. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for the call. And absolutely thanks for the call. If you other audience members would like to call and leave your two cents on anything that we talk about during the show, this show or previous, the number is 657-464-7609. That's 657-464-7609. You can text and leave a voicemail there that is under three minutes long. Moving right along to the news of the day. Adrian Peterson and the shambles that the NFL <laughs> seemingly is becoming. 
Right. What's concerning me most about this Adrian Peterson situation is the amount of people I see on Facebook supporting how he disciplined, quote unquote, his child. Yeah. Just for the people that don't know the specifics. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk background. about that. Um, he was charged with child abuse. Well, let's let's say who he is. Adrian Peterson is, by all accounts, what will be a Hall of Fame player running back for the Minnesota Vikings. His college career was with Oklahoma, the Sooners. Um, he had a, a stellar college career, even coming back. He broke his collarbone in a season, came back and still just was a fucking rock star of a player. So he is a moneymaker for not only the Minnesota Vikings, but also the league itself. Right. And he's been indicted in Montgomery County, Texas, for injury to a child. And how did he injure this four-year-old child of his? Yeah, unbelievable. He took a branch, took the leaves off of it. A switch, right. And whipped his child. And the injuries included cuts and bruises to the child's back, buttocks, ankles, legs, and scrotum. Yeah, he was beating the little child's balls. Also, th there were defensive wounds on the child's hands. So he went to a doctor, and the doctor assessed the wounds and said, these are child abuse wounds. Well, they, they questioned whether he was hit with an extension cord at first because they were so severe. You know, it's, it's akin to whenever you see, like, fight scenes in movies or there's a scene in, in the first Ron Burgundy movie where she, she rips off she breaks off an antenna off a TV and starts beating Ron Burgundy with it, whipping him with it. And it's very funny because all of us can see just how fucking much that would hurt. Right. And that's the that's akin to the type of wound that would be delivered with this kind of a switch. Right. And the child also says that he was hit in the face. And I'm not sure if there yeah. were wounds consistent with that, but... The child also expressed that he was concerned that he would be punched in the face if he told the cops what happened. Right. Uh, which means he's, you know, living in fear, walking on eggshells, terrified of this violent person, uh, which makes sense. I mean, he lashed out in this crazy, violent way. Well, he doesn't live with Adrian Peterson. He lives right. with his mother in Minnesota. And Adrian Peterson has, I guess, dual residency. He owns a house outside of Houston and then also lives in Minneapolis. Right. And the child also said that while he was being whipped, that Peterson put leaves in his mouth. Yeah, I don't that that to me is what seems I, I mean, obviously, that's not the worst of what happens. But that really leads me to believe that more than just spanking and discipline was going on, stuffing leaves into your four year old son's mouth while you're beating the shit out of him with the branch. Yeah, um, and he it's not as though he's just being accused of these things. He sent text messages to the boy's mother yes. and admitted all of these things that he did, and he actually acknowledged the injuries to the child's scrotum in a text message where he said, got him in the nuts once I noticed, but I felt so bad, and I'm all tearing that butt up when needed. I start putting them in timeout and save the whipping for needed memories whatever that means, but he <laughs> he said, I got him in the nuts. Right. This is a four-year-old, by the way. Four-year-old child. A child. Yeah. I mean, it's... So, it's disturbing that I've seen people 
even semi-defending Adrian Peterson. And he released a statement, which was interesting, because in the statement, he says, it's, it's quite long. If you want to read it, feel free to. It's not that great. But he says, I have to live with the fact that when I disciplined my son the way I was disciplined as a child, Ugh. I caused an injury that I never intended or thought would happen. I know that many people disagree with the way I discipline my child. I also understand after meeting with a psychologist that there are alternative ways of disciplining a child that may be more appropriate. Yeah, just because your father abused you doesn't mean that you need to continue that cycle of abuse right. and abuse your child. Should Ray Rice have used that, that excuse? Well, you know, my dad hit me and spit on me as a child, so that's just how I learned to deal with people. Or maybe my dad beat my mom, so I just figured that's what you do. That's not an excuse. Right. And it's even disturbing someone like Charles Barkley. Yeah, you, I, I've got a couple clips of the Charles Barkley interview with Jim Rome, and I, I tell you what, we, we will let's get to those first, and then we'll uh, then we'll shit directly into uh, Charles Barkley's mouth. What about the other? Can you hit a child? Uh, I'm from the South. Uh, I understand boomers, rage and anger. But I think, listen, we have to accept we were born and he's a white guy. I'm a black guy. I, I don't know where he's from. I'm from the South. Whipping is, uh, we do that all the time. Every black parent in the South is going to be in jail under those circumstances. I think uh, we have to be careful letting people how we, they dictate how they you know, treat their Chuck, children. doesn't matter where you're from. Right is right and wrong is no, wrong. No, well, matter where well you're from. I, I, don't, I don't believe that because, listen, we spank kids in the South. Uh, I think the question about did Adrian Peterson go overboard? But listen, Jim, we all grew up in different environments. Listen, every black parent in my neighborhood in the South would be in trouble or in jail under those circumstances. Listen, my, my thing is I don't want to tell anybody how to raise their kids, mm -hmm. and I really don't want anybody telling me how to raise my kids. Mm -hmm. So I have a huge problem with that. The, I don't want people to tell me, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. What do you mean you don't want to tell anyone how to parent their kids? He's abusing his child. He needs to be coached, obviously, on right. what is an appropriate method to discipline a child and what's going to scar them for the rest of their life. Listen, I think there's a lot. I think the argument has been heated and the discussion has been, it, it, it shifts into hyperbole often. And when they're using the, here's where my problem is with this whole thing. When they're using the term spanking right. to describe what Adrian Peterson did to his four-year-old boy, that the argument's not intellectually honest. Right. Because he didn't spank that child. He whipped him. There are open flesh wounds on his leg. And it wasn't. One flesh wound where he was spanking, let's say, but with an object, which doesn't even make any fucking sense. And then there's one that he hit a little hard. It's like a succession of 10 or 15 separate marks that are so hard that they've broken the skin. Yeah. It's if, 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 if he had just been spanking his child, we wouldn't be having this conversation because no one would know because no marks would have been left. No damage would have been done. Right. And I mean, there you can also debate spanking as it is just with the, with the hand. And, you know, that can also a case can be made for that being damaging as well. But right. But it can't. I understand that. And I agree that there's probably better meth. I mean, listen, I think that there's 
there's some kind of a conflict intellectually when you're teaching your kid not to hit by hitting him. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're just, if, if you're to spank a child conventionally, just spanking them, swatting them on the butt or whatever, you're not going to be leaving marks. And it's, it's not abuse. I think the courts have held that is not abuse. Now, if we're talking about science and psychologically what has been proven and the research that has been done to to say that it it, it does ca- cause some kind of maladaptive behavior and it doesn't really accomplish what you think it does, I, I would agree with that. But are we going to make that against the law? Because there's lots of shit that parents do to their children that isn't going to produce the, the perfect result. But we can't let the government raise our kids. You know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not in any way defending Adrian Peterson at all. Yeah. But I'm saying if if, if a parent decides and makes the choice to use spanking. And I mean, just spanking. I'm not talking about whipping with a fucking object because I was spanked. As a child. And I don't think. hmm, How do I say this? I don't think that I was abused, but I think it was borderline with my younger brother mm-hmm. who has had lots of legal trouble and lots of issues. And I th- I don't think they were caused by the spanking, but they were certainly not uh, alleviated. I mean, they, it, did, it, only, it only served to cause his problems to be more, greater and deeper, I think. Right. But for me, it wasn't a problem. Well, one, spanking fucking worked on me. I was afraid of being spanked. So it, it definitely deterred any, any bad behavior that I would have done. Yeah, and that's another thing that makes me uncomfortable about it is the fear. Because, I don't know, I, just, I don't feel like that should be an emotion that a child has to fear, which is violence. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I understand they need to be taught not to do things that are wrong, but I don't think they need to live in fear of being harmed. Very good point. I mean, that's that's a great point. So that's why I have a hard time with it. But I, I like I said, and I'm only speaking from my experience, I don't believe I was abused. And there were, you know, there were many, many times not it didn't happen all the time, because, again, you know, I, I tried to fucking stay out of trouble. Yeah. But I, I do think the line was crossed many times. With my younger brother. Well, I wonder if Charles Barkley is going to talk about his own personal experience. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that, and that's the other thing. Hey, I'm getting off on my own thing here. Is he's talking about white and black. Like, there's two different... Yeah, that's strange. Well, well listen. I'm from... The, first of all, he says, I'm from the South. So, children from the South, they're they're psychologically different. And, and beating them with tree branches and, tree, and, and switches... It affects them differently than it does people from New England, let's say. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then the whole black and white thing, it, it, that's problematic for me because it, it it doesn't... Listen, there's lots of cultures that do things that are that are wrong. And just because you say it's culture, it's what the culture is, you're not off the fucking hook. Because there are there is a swath of, of cultural bullshit that goes on in Africa and the Middle East relative to female genital mutilation and that's wrong right you can't hide behind your fucking culture right that yeah and if if all black parents are doing what adrian peterson did to his son then you cannot hide behind your color 
or your culture because it's fucking wrong. Well, and even when he talks, he's talking about it as though it's tradition. Like, this is what we do in the South. You know, yeah. this is what we yeah. do. And it's kind of like, why are you... Right. Just because something's tradition doesn't mean that it's correct. Listen, there's lots of traditions that were upheld in the South for many, many years that we had to go to war over <laughs> to get them to stop. Yeah. So definitely that's not a good argument. But the interview did continue. Kids, and I really don't want anybody telling me how to raise my kids. Mm -hmm. But let's make a distinction between child rearing and child abuse. And that's a very that was child abuse. There's no that, fine line here. Uh, I think there's a fine line, Jim. I've had many welts on my legs and last welts week. like that. You yes. Oh yeah. I've got beat with switches, and I hate to use. First of all, I don't even like the term. You know, when the media talks about it, and somebody just said something on television, beating a child. Listen, we don't. But that's what that was, though, Chuck. Uh, I mean, you saw the picture. Well, we call it spanking, uh, or, or we call it spanking, or whipping our kids. Uh, if I see open wounds and bruises throughout a body, that is a beating. Sure, I, I think th those pictures are disturbing. Maybe and I think Adrian said he went overboard. But as far as being from the South, we all spanked our kids. Uh, I, I got spanked, me and my two brothers. But then, Chuck, not now, right? I mean, that 1964 is one thing, 2014 is another. Uh, and that's Maybe fair. we need to rethink this uh, thing. And I totally agree with that. Maybe we need to rethink it. But I think we have to really be careful trying to teach other parents how to discipline their kids. That's a very fine line. All right, so some disagreement here. JB? So I wish everyone would stop participating in arguments this way, talking yeah. about, well, I had many welts. Okay, great. So you, Does you, that mean abuse is good? Yeah, so you were abused and it's okay. That's exactly what Adrian Peterson is doing. Yeah, and it's also, oh, well, I, I'm Charles Barkley. I was abused. I turned out okay. Okay, great. That's not going to be the story for the majority of people that are well, abused. The other thing is, is, look, Charles Barkley, I'm a fan. I think Charles Barkley is a, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's had his problems and his, and his issues, but he shoots straight. And he's not afraid. He doesn't back from, from his comments. And I appreciate that. I do like him. But he's no sage philosopher. He's, right. He's no one to go to uh, for advice. He's, this is, he's a guy who he waxes poetic and philosophical because of his folksy charm. But he's not an intellectual. He's not an expert in this field. The, the other thing that bothers me is when he says shit like, no, no, what I don't like when we call it, when we call it a beaten. Uh, we, you know, we called it spanking. If there's open wounds on a child's fucking legs and scrotum, it doesn't matter if you call it spanking or whether you call it kissy poos. It, you <laughs> fucking, you broke his flesh open in a, we treat, we treat the, the, the people, the men at, at Guantanamo Bay better than Adrian Peterson is treating his fucking child. Right, and also his child, the reason that he was beaten is because he pushed his brother off of a motorcycle game or Yeah, they something. were playing a video game. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's obviously very serious. Right, well... That is a serious problem. It, it, it certainly uh, warrants having your scrotum whipped right. with, with, uh, with, a, with a switch and to have leaves stuffed into your little four-year-old mouth. I mean, it's just so sickening it because makes a it's, lot of sense. it's a four year old. He's going to act like a weirdo and be crazy with his brother and fight over video games. Absolutely. You know? But so he has been barred from team activities pending the resolution of his legal situation. But don't worry about him, everybody, because he has said that his faith will get him through this ordeal. He said, I have faith that God is living out a divine pa plan through me. Have faith in God. Mark 11 22. 
He has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made. Second Corinthians 12.9. Hashtag don't carry the load. Right. That's, that's what he's saying in response to this, which it's, if, I were, if I were him, that is where I would go to because the Bible backs up what he did. Spare the rod or spoil the child. It's, in the Bible, it prescribes if a child dishonors his father and mother, you take him to the gates of the city and you stone him to death. His blood is upon him. I mean, it's, it's part and parcel that this is a Christian philosophy relative to child rearing. Well, and it's interesting because didn't a Fox News host talk about how the NFL needs more <laughs> Christianity a, or something? That is exactly what she said. Um, it's uh, Andrea Tenteros. Yeah. She's something. the one who's on The Five and that ridiculous show Outnumbered. And this is what she said. Are we looking at a new NFL, Andrea? I don't know about that, Harris, because they had the opportunity to suspend him. And I'm guessing they knew about this second child abuse uh, indictment that it was coming down the pike. I don't think they were surprised. I think the NFL now, st now stands for not freaking listening because they would have acted sooner. I mean, why all the delays? And they're really misguided in their focus. I mean, there was a report uh, yesterday that the NFL is stopping RG3. They were concerned about him wearing a T-shirt to a press conference. It made him turn it inside out. Talking about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And I'm thinking, where are your priorities? I mean, the yeah, NFL the could use a little more God and a little less of this. I don't know. Am I the only one sitting here? First of all, I want to address that right away. Um, what she's referring to was uh, RG3, Robert Griffin III. He's the Redskins quarterback, and he was going to give a press conference, a post-game press conference. And he showed up in a shirt that said, no Jesus, no peace. Like, no peace. Like, N-O. And then below that, it said, no Jesus, no peace. Like, knowledge. Like, if you know him, then you know peace. Okay, I was confused why you were emphasizing that, but now it just all came together for me. Yeah? Yeah. Or are you teasing me? No, I'm being serious. Yeah. I was, okay, what, what's happening? But now I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it's it, it looks like a Nike, just do it shirt. Anyway... All this fervor has, 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 has jumped up, and they're saying, oh, the NFL's against Jesus, and uh, the, he, they made him turn it inside out only because of that. But according to the NFL bylaws, players are, and I'm reading from uh, CBS DC, players are prohibited from wearing clothing with personal messages on game days. On game days. And this is a quote. Quote, Throughout the period on game day that a player is visible to the stadium and television audience, including in pregame warm-ups in the bench area and during post-game interviews in the locker room or on the field, players are prohibited from wearing, displaying, or otherwise conveying personal messages, either in writing or illustration, unless such message has been approved in advance by the league office." That is NFL policy. It wasn't a knee-jerk reaction by some anti-Jesus freak. It's, it's what they do. So let's just get that out of the way right away. The NFL is not some anti-Jesus organization. Of course not. And she was saying that they need more God. They need more Jesus. Adrian Peterson has been tweeting about, about Jesus endlessly. <laughs> right. Maybe it's less Jesus that they need. Maybe he needs more science in his life. Maybe a little bit more understanding of maladaptive behaviors. He definitely needs something. 
he might end up well he's he's probably not going to end up in jail time but anyway i think we've spent too much fucking time on this already so we will move on to a story about a 93 year old former auschwitz guard who's been charged with 300,000 counts of accessory to murder that guy is not having a good day Right. His name is Oscar Groening, and he's accused of helping operate the death camp in occupied Poland between May and June of 1944, when some 425,000 Jews from Hungary were brought there and at least 300,000 almost immediately gassed to death. So in his job dealing with the belongings stolen from camp victims, prosecutors said, among other things, he was charged with helping collect and tally money that was found. Quote, he helped the Nazi regime benefit economically and supported the systematic killings. His attorney has declined to comment on the charges, and he himself has openly talked about his time as a guard and said that while he witnessed horrific atrocities, he didn't commit any crimes himself, which seems a little nonsensical. It, it, it kind of leads me to, listen, I'm, I'm somewhat of the philosophy that if he witnessed terrible atrocities and did nothing to stop them then he's he's complicit well let me tell you about one that he said he witnessed in 2005 he told a magazine that he recalled one incident while he was on ramp duty when he heard a baby crying and he saw another ss soldier grab the baby by the legs and smash the baby's head against an iron side of a truck until it was silent it, it is a an unbelievably black mark in human history. I mean, it's fucking... Ter- I mean, I'm not saying anything profound here. Everybody, but most, the vast majority of reasonable people, people, yeah, they fucking believe that this was terrible. Right. So he, surprisingly, is one of some 30 former guards who federal investigators recommended last year that state prosecutors pursue charges against. So there's 30 former guards that are alive yeah, and that they're trying to pursue charges against. And I think, I mean, he's 93. He's really old. He's going to die any minute. Whatever. But I mean, you can't ever run away from things you've done. So he's the same man that he was, you know, 60 years ago or however long, 70 years ago. He's the same guy. Well, and even if he's changed, he still did those things. He still needs to answer for his crimes. Yeah. You still did that. I mean, come on, guy. I mean, I, I am generally opposed to the death penalty, but, you know, this guy needs to be gone. And he will be soon, just out of the natural order of things. But I mean, he's lived a long life, though. I don't think it's frivolous for them to prosecute him at all. Right. What do you guys think? Let us know on the Facebook page. Yeah. And 657-464-7609 is a good place to leave your feedback probably the best place so here's a story for you to leave some feedback on a top arizona republican has resigned over dumb shit that he said on his radio program right former state senate president russell pierce has stepped down as the party's first vice chairman and it's because of these terrible remarks that he made about women on medicaid he says quote you put me in charge of Medicaid. The first thing I do is get a woman Norplant, birth control implants, or tubal ligations. <laughs> then we'll test recipients for drugs and alcohol and nicotine. And if women want to reproduce or use drugs or alcohol, then get a job. Right. Wow. Goddamn. 
First just, of all, that's something that you say at home. Yeah, well, you know, to your wife. Tell your tell your your buddies while you're twisting the corner of your mustache <laughs> and hatching your plan for world domination. <laughs> you don't fucking. I mean, goddamn, really. This is not something for politics. Certainly not something for public policy. Just no, ridiculous. Yeah. So he's gone. No big deal. In fact, no loss there. Yeah, I mean, everyone unanimously has said that his statements were unacceptable. And, I mean, come on. It's common sense. Well, it's it's a case where it's justified. And the reporting of what he said was accurate. Where Where there is that case of the Minnesota woman who's running for state Supreme Court, because that's in, in, in states, typically that's, it's not an appointed position. You have to run for office to, to be a member of the, the state Supreme Court. And she, th- there's a, there's a website and I've seen this clip, not the clip, but I've seen the, uh, this quote everywhere uh, of the headline. It says, insane Bible waving Republican says God's law trumps constitution. And then, oh, there's a video. And this is the Americans Against the Tea Party website, aattp.org. So I saw it. Oh, my God, that's going to be great for the show. Awesome that this insane Bible-waving Republican says blah, blah, blah. Right. That God's law trumps the Constitution. How perfect is that for this show? Perfect. Well, she didn't say that. Uh... It's like a six and a half minute video. What's the side again? AATTP.org. Americans Against Tea Party. Americans Against the Tea Party. Yeah, so I mean, anything like that, I guess, you just have to assume is going to be bias, right? Well, at this point. Listen, bias is one thing. And we talk about this on the show all the time with Media Matters, Mediaite, um, Right Wing Watch, that they'll often lead you to believe something by using something like this. Right. They're saying... That she says God's law trumps constitution. I, I listened to a whole six minute video, six and a half minutes or whatever. Eagerly. And she never says it. Yeah. She this is this is the closest thing. And she's look, she's wacky. She's she's fucking Michelle Bachman Jr. But <laughs> this is the closest thing that she said. Well, let's put it this way. This was the only clip worthy thing in the six minutes. Well, I am Michelle McDonald, and I am running for Supreme Court Judge of the State of Minnesota. Now, did you ever wonder why when a judge enters a courtroom, you hear the words, All rise? Let me tell you why. When judges used to enter the courtroom, they would hold a Bible over their head like this. In the words of George Washington, is it, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Well, that, that's it. That's all she says. She, she at no point says... Because she goes on to talk about how she'll protect your liberties for your home, your health, your happiness, your family. She never says God's law trumps the Constitution, ever. She doesn't even lead you to believe that she believes that. So as much as I think she's a nutter, 
and as much as I wouldn't fucking vote for her, and I wouldn't recommend any of our Minnesota audience to vote for her, I think that sites like Americans Against the Tea Party do us a disservice when they do when they do shit like that. For sure. And it's... Well, it, <laughs> what's funny is there's an irony here that... Well, I don't know if it's irony, but it, it, it it's, it's odd that they misquote her while she's misquoting George Washington. Right. I, I immediately typed in that quote, like, did he really say that? Even though he was a deist, he believed there was a God. He was a, a, a master Mason, so you have to believe in God to be a Mason. Right. You swear that you believe in God, whether it's not any God, just, or not a specific God, but any God. Just a supreme being. Right. And so I searched for it, and MountVernon.org, you know, his like presidential library site the the, the research based right. site for it, george washington absolutely the, if anybody's going to know it's going to be mount vernon uh they said no they have a, a whole page of misattributed quotes and this is one of them where do they say they like they explain the research that they've done trying to find where he said this and they think that it's from they think it's from a another quote that was in something he wrote but they can't verify that that thing they think the quote yeah, came yeah. from was written by him super convoluted so there's just they they essentially said there's no way to verify that that was said by him or written by him but they gave something they thought that might have caused it right but you know they can't so, verify that either anyway it's one more thing that i bitch about about uh these these nutty radical left-wing sites that so desperate they're so desperate to get americans against the right wing that they're willing to lie about it and i've got a problem with that yeah and because you don't need to lie there's enough nuttiness and it's the same with the right you don't have to to make shit up about the wacky left right because they're gonna bury themselves on their own because they're stupid yeah, and you could have just taken real quotes that she said from that video, and anybody who has, you know, a belief yes. against the Tea Party is going to think that she's a nutter. You don't need to go further with it, right. you know. And same thing with like the Conservative Tribune and all those kinds of websites. Oh yeah, you don't need to go further with what the left is saying. Anyone who's interested in reading what the Conservative Tribune is posting is going to agree with even the real nutter stuff that lefties say. Right. So moving right along, Pope Francis is being the cool guy again. God damn, this guy gets on my fucking nerves. He's super cool. Yeah. It, anyway, you, go ahead. The Vatican says <laughs> the Vatican says it's not taking any extra security measures to protect Pope Francis during his weekend trip to the majority Muslim Albania, despite reports of Islamic militants returning from the Middle East. Ugh. It's another. Listen, this pope has made it his his life's mission while pope to be the different guy, the cool guy, the I don't need that kind of security guy, the I'm going to ditch the pope mobile, I'm going to break out of the Vatican at night and go wash homeless people's feet. All that's great. And I don't have any criticisms for most of that stuff. But when you're going to go to Albania, which is majority Muslim country, and you're going to not bring extra security, just a regular old detail, I have a problem with that. Because when some asshole, radical Muslim assassinates 
the most powerful Christian on the planet, we're going to have a shit show on our fucking hands globally. That is what you call a holy war. We're going to have a problem. So he needs to be more forward thinking and ditch this whole cool guy thing. Let them do the security for him so he doesn't cause a insane international incident. Yeah, he's going to be using his open-topped vehicle, and Ugh. he is going to be there for 11 hours. It's an 11-hour visit, and that seems like not a- enough time, but that's plenty of time but, to have some damage yeah, done. Reagan walked out of that hotel and got shot. It it takes seconds. It doesn't take 11 hours. Right. And Pope Francis said he wanted to visit Albania to highlight the rebirth of Christianity that was brutally wiped out during communist rule and to showcase how Catholics, Orthodox, and Muslims are working together now to govern the country. Ugh. So Whatever. good for him. Well, I mean, great. I'm not speaking of his agenda at all, just by the the way he's doing it. Because if he was to be assassinated by some dickhole... <laughs> it's going to be a global calamity. I mean, it could spark something major, and he needs to be more responsible with this fucking cool guy act. Anyway, we've said enough. Uh, moving on, Washington Post just posted a very interesting video, and I there's no real purpose to it. I just it it strikes me as poignant and something that you, the audience would be interested in. Well, and the reason for the video, they said, um, as a growing number of young people in the United States move away from organized religion, Post TV sat down with 14 children to get their views on faith, God, and religious diversity. And this is just a short mashup of, of an- the questions, not the questions, but the answers given uh, while they interviewed these, these mini kids. I am a Muslim. Baptist. Technically, I'm Jewish. Jewish. Ethical culturist. I don't really get what you're saying. Muslim. Muslim. Uh, uh, I consider being a Muslim. I don't know. I believe in God, but in Arabic, it's law. I'm not supposed to say it. Hashem? Yes, but many other different names that are in the Bible. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's the creator. He gives people lots of chances that he can re-give. Creates apples. He makes peace. He could just make the earth collapse inward. When he gets happy, I think he brings out the sun again. If caterpillar is just walking around. Allah decides when it needs to go into its chrysalis to turn into a butterfly. I always picture him as being like a father. Kind of like Santa. I don't think I have a particular reason. I just don't think he's real. I think he lives up in the... Up in heaven? It's called Jenna. It's like a different dimension. Somewhere in Egypt. (laughs) I picture of it as like a city up in the sky. I don't think heaven actually exists, but something um, similar to it. The bushes will grow candy. Probably. Bad people go to bad heaven. I don't believe in it. It's where bad God is. You're just dead. Only people that believe in God believe in heaven. Different people can believe different things. Because everybody's different. 
we respect other faiths. There are many different religions all over the world and their beliefs don't affect me. It's their choice. No one's wrong and no one's right. It doesn't matter if they believe in stuff that we don't. They just respect each other and then we'll all be fine. All right, so who forced them to say all that stuff at the end? Because it wasn't their parents who taught them what their religious affiliation is, right? I would love for them to revisit these same children, and especially that one at the end who said, you know, it doesn't really matter. You believe what you believe. We, You know, it doesn't hurt me. Uh, interview that kid in 20 years and see what he believes. Right, when his religious affiliation is affecting who he votes for, who he interacts with, how he treats people, right? All of all of those variables that we see that are causing problems in you know today's society. But it seems, I mean, I just posted the link on Facebook. I want to hear from everybody what they think of this. Right. You can go to the Facebook page or six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. All of the kids are adorable. All of them are super cute. But it alarmed me because it just seems like these kids are too little to be saying, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Muslim. Yeah, right. You know, it just you're too little to be, you know, identifying with that. Right. Because how can you really know so much about it that you want to put that label on yourself so early? The other thing that struck me is of all these kids and they're all different flavors. You've got you've got multiple flavors of Christianity in there. You've got cultural fucking whatever that is. I've never even heard of that. Muslims, Jews. I'm sure you've got conservative Jews and Orthodox Jews, all these different flavors of Jews, too. Um, it's interesting to me that if, let's say, that, that that there is a God and one of their gods is represented as the real God, well, that means all those other kids are... They're not in the right church, not in the right religion, and their parents are telling them fairy tales. Clearly, I believe all of those children who believe in a god or are being taught a god are being taught fairy tales. However, if you're a Christian and you believe that is right, then you believe those parents are lying to their children. And you believe that those, those I mean, it, doesn't that strike you as, it, it's weird, right? Well, it's only weird to me because I remember when I first started to know about the kind of the political and religious divide that was occurring was yes. my senior year of high school when we really started to learn about issues within government. And I would debate with my class and I was the only lefty in my class because I lived in Meridian, Idaho. Right, right. And everyone was religious, Republican, and we were not even 18. And we had already developed these political positions, had these religious beliefs. Yeah. And where did we get them? We all got them from our parents. That's absolutely right. And it's unfortunate because it plants that seed and then you grow up and it really cuts you off from a lot of different viewpoints, a lot of things you could learn, a lot of people that you could interact with and learn different things from because your parents have said, this is what's right. This is what we believe. This is who you are. Right. I'm telling you who you are. Uh, yeah. I see it's a terrible, problem with that. For sure. Well, and then look at it this way. What if Odin, all this time, Odin is the right God to follow, and all of those kids are just being taught lies? That's That would be terrible. 
And just so everyone knows, one girl said she was an ethical culturalist. Yeah, that's the one that I did, I've never heard of. And I had never heard of it either, so I Googled it. And it is a movement founded by Felix Adler in 1876 that stresses ethical behavior independent of religious beliefs. Independent of it. Yeah, so okay. I am an ethical culturist as well. She just gave me my identity, right, my well, new she's one. she's telling you, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Anyway, if you have any comments on that... Um, it, it just struck me as odd anyway. Um, another thing that strikes me as odd is this, uh, friend of the show, Brian Fisher, isn't he the true news guy, right? Oh, that's Rick Wilkes. Anyway. <laughs> we can't keep them all straight. Yeah, no shit. So Brian Fisher is a nutter, um, a relative truth wiener. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know what that is. If not. Look at Truth Wiener on the on the website. Search Truth Wiener, and the the tag will show up. You can listen to multiple episodes where it's mentioned. Um, well, I tell you what, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna to introduce the clip. I'm just gonna play it, and then we'll talk about it. And you know, you want one single item of proof that America is a Christian nation, and not a Jewish nation, and not an Islamic nation. One single bit of proof is all you need. We freely allow restaurants and grocery stores to sell and to serve bacon. That can only happen in a Christian country. You can't do that in Israel. I've been to Israel. You go into the hotel to eat dinner, go into a restaurant, you can't get bacon there. In it. You're not going to get it. because it's, Why? Because it is a Jewish country. You go to a Muslim country, you are not going to get pork you're not going to get bacon. You're not going to get a ham sandwich anywhere. Why? Because it is a Muslim land. So the sheer fact that we freely allow the sale and consumption of bacon is absolute proof that we are, in fact, a Christian uh, nation. Let me name a couple other Christian nations then. China, Christian nation. Japan, Christian nation. Korea, Vietnam. <laughs> All of these are countries that love them some pork. Love it. It's a pretty simple criterion, I guess. Right. I mean, that's really the only way to look at it, is whether or not your, your country can readily serve pork. And I don't know if there's any, any uh, prohibition to the serving of pork in Israel, but I would say that it, there's probably not a market for it there, so that's why they don't serve it. Because if you have pork tenderloin on the menu Yum. and no one's buying it, you're no longer going to carry pork tenderloin. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's If I... Durian is a type of fruit that smells like like gym, like a gym socks. It's fucking terrible. And if you have that on the menu in your, your southern, you know, where they just eat white bread and herpeter... They're not going to eat that. You're not going to carry that anymore. It's a, it's a, the market won't support that. There's no demand for it. So it's capitalism <laughs> is the religion of the United States, and there's a demand for pork, so we sell it. That's why. Yeah, this is just really annoying, discriminatory BS because it's not a Christian nation and. I realize that he hates Jews and Muslims, but they exist here, and 
they should have equal footing and equal say and they shouldn't be oppressed because it's a christian nation i mean it's just ridiculous it's a bizarre way to come to the conclusion look i've got rock solid proof everybody this is why i know america is a christian nation pork chops bacon it's fucking ridiculous i'm getting so hungry i know me too so so listen this is the time of the show where i talk about the amazon link on dollamore.com and if you're gonna buy a book or hell if you're gonna buy bacon if you want to proclaim your love of jesus and your love of living in a christian nation that is where you go Brittany and I were just taking a walk the other day around our neighborhood and a big green delivery truck that was Amazon fresh was driving around delivering groceries. So you can certainly buy bacon on Amazon.com if you go through Dollamore.com and use the search link. Awesome. It looked wildly appealing. Yes. So I would for sure jump on board with that. So moving right along, we're almost ready to wrap up. A very interesting story about a woman who was born without a cerebellum. Right, and the cerebellum receives information from the sensory systems. It's a part of the brain, right? A, a, a region of the brain? It's the little brain. So the thing at the back that looks like the tiny brain that hangs on the spinal cord. Isn't it like the oldest, evolutionarily, the oldest part of our brain? Right. Yeah. And it coordinates voluntary movements such as posture, balance, coordination, and speech. And... Like I said, it um, receives information from the spinal cord and then regulates motor movements. So what's interesting is neurosurgeons in China have reported the case of a 24-year-old woman who, after a series of brain scans to investigate dizziness, has just discovered that she was born without a cerebellum. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, it's really insane because she... Started walking late. She didn't walk until age seven. And she walks unsteadily as an adult and has slurred speech. But she's able to walk and talk. Up to this point, haven't they thought that if you didn't have... They've thought that if you didn't have a cerebellum, those types of of movement and action wouldn't be uh, available to you. Well, that's why this is so remarkable. They're surprised that she's able to walk or talk at all. Yeah. And it really points to the resiliency of the human brain or the any brain that it's able to shift. She's able to develop those things without that section. Yeah, that's what the authors of the case study said. They said the functional compensation with the remaining brain tissue is remarkable. So apparently this is the ninth documented case of this. Wow. And the first case was described in 1831. So... I don't know. It's pretty insane to me. 1831? Right. So only post-mortem did they find out. I guess. Yeah. They had to have. Yeah. Unless oh. someone was hiding a amazing technological device. Time machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So we are going to wrap it up with this. woman in uh, Miami. Is that right? Yes, that is right. She, she wants us to stop using the word ISIS, the term ISIS, to describe ISIS <laughs> because her first name is ISIS. 
Yeah, her name is Isis Martinez. She's 38. And she started a petition on thepetitionsite.com, urging the media to refer to the group as ISIL, which I've heard it referred to that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like it because the first way I heard it referred to was ISIS. Right, right. And so I, you know, want it to stay like that. But <laughs> I feel bad for her. It, it for sure is. It's kind of a bummer. Because we all have this negative connotation associated with ISIS. And then whenever she meets someone, oh, hi, my name's ISIS. Oh, all right, terrorist. Yeah, except ISIS is an acronym. You know? Yeah. It's like if, if there was an organization called JESSE, you know, the, the Jesus-y, energetic, state socialist eye gougers fuck i don't know i mean whatever if there was an organization and my in it, it, they had initials that spelled out my name i wouldn't eh, call him something else eh, it, who cares it's it's florida it fuck is florida, florida but the petition has gained about 1800 signatures <laughs> so apparently a number of people agree with her and want to help her out so if you want to help her out go find her petition and sign it yeah whatever <laughs> Goddamn. There are more important things in the well, I tell you what, here's the petition we should get going. Is a petition for everyone in America to support destroying ISIS so we don't have to talk about ISIS anymore. And then she will have her name back. That's what we need to do. Until then, it's ISIS, baby. Sorry, Miss ISIS Martinez. What a hater you are. Friend of the terrorists. <laughs> I guess that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up. That was a good show. Indeed. That was a real good show. They're all good shows. <laughs> Listen, I'm still looking for a fucking Halloween costume, everybody. I'm certainly not going to go as a fucking parking meter, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Come on. Wow. You just S'd right in his mouth, Look, didn't I'm you? Thinking, I'm thinking I might have to cop out and just shave off my mustache and go as a fucking Amish. But then what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Be a, a parking meter. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, That's I, too creative. Listen, I'm not creative. That's why I'm asking the audience to help me out. It's fucking bullshit that no one, no one is stepping up. No one is helping me out. When I, it's all I'm asking for is a little bit of help. We also had a recommendation for Freud and Anna Freud. Yeah, but I'm not dyeing my shit white. Well, like I have rich, lustrous red hair. Like listener Ben said, everywhere. all of his pictures <laughs> are black and white, so we don't know what color his hair was. We know he had a white fucking beard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show for this week. Um, we, as always, I know I say it every time, but it doesn't get any less true. I mean it. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening. Super, super awesome. We we relish the, the interaction that we have with you both on the website and through the phone number, 657-464-7609. Keep it up. Leave your voicemails. Text us. Get at us on email and the Facebook page. We absolutely love you. Tell your friends about us. Let's make this thing go uh, more worldwide than it already is. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been another... I doubt it. You can't get bacon. <laughs>